May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. As we mentioned before, this evening we begin a new sermon series that will go throughout Lent, both on the Wednesday evening services and the weekend services. Pictures of Jesus' love for us. You see all sorts of words around there. Tonight, that picture is cleanse. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Create in me. Cleanse. As Pastor Sean said, this psalm was prayed by and composed by David after he had, he had committed his sin with Bathsheba. It was perhaps the darkest deed that King David ever did. His lusting after Bathsheba, Bathsheba becoming pregnant, his calling her husband Uriah home from the battlefield in an attempt to provide a cover reason for her pregnancy, and then when the ruse didn't work, sending Uriah back out to the battlefield with a command to his general, so to speak, retreat from him and let Uriah be killed. So the Lord sent the prophet Nathan to David. And he told, Dale, uh, he told Nathan, he told David a tale. There was this poor man who had one little ewe lamb. It was a pet in his household. But there was a rich man next door who had all sorts of sheep and lambs. But when a traveler came by and he had to make dinner, he took the poor man's lamb and roasted it. King David's anger was kindled, and he said, as the, Lord's, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. Nathan responded, you are the man. You and I normally come this evening marked with the sign of the cross on our forehead with ashes made from the palms of last year's Palm Sunday celebration. They're a sign of both the filth of our sins, but much more the cross of Jesus that redeems us. For this evening, let that, this reminder that uh, Sean, Pastor Sean said this time, let it serve as a reminder that you are the man or the woman or the child. Certainly, King David, a deeply religious man, had to know his wrongdoing as it was unfolding. He could have stopped somewhere along the way. Certainly, we know deep down that the, the little white lies, the little dishonest deeds, the little lustful, lustful thoughts, they are leading us in the wrong way. But as long as we can push them down or, or push them away or get busy during the day so that we kind of forget what, what was happening 
ignoring them, all seems well. And then a loved one discovers the untruth. Or we lie awake at four in the morning, worried that someone will. Finally, we know that you are the man or woman or child isn't just an accusation. It's the truth of our lives and of our lie. So where do we turn? Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. The hyssop was a leafy branch that was used way back when, remember, when the Israelites were in Egypt and the 10 plagues finally came along. And uh, in the 10th one, God said to the Israelites, use a hyssop branch, sacrifice a lamb and roast it, take the blood of the lamb and smear it on the lintel and the doorposts. And tonight, your homes will be passed over but the firstborn in the houses of the Egyptians will be killed. Throughout the centuries, the hyssop branch was used at the temple for sometimes sprinkling water on the crowd, sometimes a mix of water and blood, depending upon the ceremony and the reason for it. In John 19.29, it's a hyssop branch that is used to bring a sponge of cheap wine vinegar up to the lips of Jesus when he had said, I thirst. And with that, John says, Jesus bowed and gave up his spirit. The ultimate, the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate shedding of blood there. So as we recognize with horror, our own guilt, we can only turn to God's mercy. God in his mercy delivered his people from bondage in Egypt. God in his mercy delivers us from the bondage of sin. So we cry out with David, create, bara in the Hebrew, created me a clean heart, O God. The Hebrew word in the Old Testament, Hebrew word bara, is reserved only for the Almighty God. No one else creates. Breshith bara Elohim, the first three words of the Hebrew Old Testament. In the beginning, God created. No one else ever creates. It's only that God. David knew where he had to go. In our sins, we know where we had to go. To the only one who can create a new heart. Not our own self-will, not a ten point of some sort of improvement plan. How does that happen for us? Well, maybe here's an answer that you wondered about. What does Jesus' baptism have to do with Ash Wednesday? Why did I ask for that gospel reading this evening? Well, baptism is a washing. 
Religious washings have more meaning than the outward cleansing. In general, they're about people who have dirt on their mind or dirt in their hearts. They, King David, we need to get clean before God. That's why the baptism of Jesus is so strange and yet so wonderful. I'm sorry, I'm talking through a mask. I hope it's coming through. Jesus' baptism was not a time, not someone with dirt in his life or on his hands. No, this was one, the one, who was pure and holy. The one who surprised John the Baptist in Matthew's gospel when he came to the point where John the Baptist was floored and said to him, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? What's going on? Why, is, why was Jesus doing this? To put it simply, he's identifying his life and his work with sinners, not just in some surface way. He gives his eternal life. He gives, he uh, takes our sin on himself and at the same time lives the perfect life for us, lives in our place so that when finally he dies on that cross and rises again, it's we who receive his love and forgiveness. He jumps into the cesspools of our lives and comes out clean. Jesus steps into the River Jordan for a baptism that he did not need to save us who didn't deserve it. He's the Savior with his hands in the dirt of our lives so that we might receive the cleansing grace. Created only by God himself. It is this cleansing grace that we receive in our baptisms. And so St. Paul can say, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has, gone, has come. Creation, new, God breathed, God inspired, God paid for on the cross, new life given by that God. What a savior, what a blessing. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.